At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas. For Coast to Coast Eats with myself, Greg Eubes, and now part of the Beeson Family and Podcast. Got a tremendous podcast for you. Riley Davis, he does a terrific job over there at Heat Check CBB. He's doing a little bit of everything. A man that is based out there in the great state of North Carolina is going to be joining me in the second segment. We're going to be looking at how the Tar Heels were able to make their national title run, what's coming for them moving forward, and just some of the guys that we want to watch for in the transfer portal and just sort of trends that we're watching for in the transfer portal. Other than the fact that you're seeing everyone wind up going to Wyoming as you wind up seeing three gentlemen from the Pac-12 wind up committing there in the last 24 hours. Jake Kaiman wind up just doing so as I record this. So we're going to have a nice recap of everything that we wind up seeing with regards to college basketball news and notes on Saturday in the final segment. And as per usual, this is a podcast that is catered to you guys. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you have one or two ways to be able to those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters here. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. Other ways, find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Just letting you guys know that with regards to the transfer portal, I'm really only giving out what is actually confirmed. So when these guys wind up hearing from like 57 different schools, I'm going to wait to see how the dust winds up settling there. So I do think that that's really important because you can't handicap unknowns. Once something becomes a known after it is unknown, I do think that then you're able to find a lot of value with it. So I don't want to be speculating and I also don't want misinformation as well. Someone thinking, oh, this person might be going here and then they wind up not doing so. So that's a big reason why I don't wind up doing that. And relatively short first segment here did not wind up really getting in any other questions. So how about if we dive into it coming up next with Riley Daves of Heat Check CBB right here on Coast Coast Heat with myself, Greg Eves, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot, 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Pierce, and now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And great to have on our guest, Riley Davis, does absolutely amazing work with regards to everything that he does over there at HXCBB. A man that 
does a great job of being able to take a look at the ACC as he is out there in ACC country, Durham, North Carolina, to be exact, to be able to follow Riley on Twitter as at Riley underscore Davis and then the number three. And Riley, great to have you aboard tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Greg. It's always a good time getting on here, talking some hoops, especially now that we're in the off season. You know, I just appreciate you bringing me on, keeping me on my toes, following all the off season storylines and everything. So thanks again for having me on. Great to have you aboard, Riley, and I know that you've done a great job just being able to take a look at the ACC landscape in general, and last time we were chatting, it was just before that Duke versus North Carolina game at Cameron Indoor. I know that you were a little bit more bearish on North Carolina, and just what did you wind up seeing those last few weeks of the season that allowed North Carolina to be able to make that run? Because I think it took everyone by surprise, I know that you were a little bit of a critic for them like six or so weeks remaining in the season more towards that mid-February mark as well. I was, man. And for those who don't know, listening, I am a a UNC alum, a huge UNC fan. And maybe I was a little bit hard on them earlier in the season as they were just starting to gel a little bit and still figuring things out. I think I just was so sad at points and just bummed with the way that the team didn't really seem to fit necessarily really throughout January and early February. But I think the team is, they often cited the the back-to-back losses to Miami and Wake Forest as turning points. And then I think really losing to Pitt at home in mid-February, that was a huge turning point as well. And I think what most surprised me is since the loss to Pitt per Bart Torvik and his analytic metrics and what he does with the adjusted defensive efficiency age, a number one team in the country since that loss to Pitt, which is a pretty amazing statistic. And I've ended up loving watching this team and that run that it still took me by surprise but man that was so fun as a fan to watch and I think what was really so impressive was the way the defense started clicking the way they seemed to be on the same page the way they were so connected like ball screen defense became a lot better rotations were good guys just seemed to really take pride especially the starting five they really take pride in their individual defensive abilities but also how they could work together and look so cohesive as a unit in a way that I really didn't see coming so it was an amazing close to the season and I I know pretty much every UNC fan we're going to remember this team forever with what they did with this run yeah it was absolutely incredible to see what they were able to do now it's all about turning it forward because they wound up being able to strike some gold in the transfer portal you got to figure that Dawson Garcia who wound up playing the first half of the season he was out of the fold he is going to be back in there for them and what I think is going to be really intriguing to take a look at this offseason we've now got over 1200 players in the transfer portal is just taking a look at the way that High major guys like a Brady Manic, like you're even able to throw in there like a Theo John over there at Duke. He wanted coming in for Marquette. Their impact versus some of these mid-major guys that absolutely tear it up. Carlick Jones last season or two seasons ago now with Louisville. He was able to do a good job after playing at Radford and sort of just seeing the way that each one winds up doing because I always feel like the guys that wind up going from the mid-major level to the higher level they have a little bit of a tougher time adjusting yeah for sure yeah I think that's always one of the most interesting storylines to monitor I know two guys like Johnny Broom he's someone who stands out in particular who's just a defensive beast over at Moorhead State and put up huge numbers as a freshman I'm going to be really interested to see what he does because he's going to go to a major I'm sure he ends up at a Kentucky or Gonzaga type I think they've both been on him pretty hard so that's going to be really fascinating to monitor in my opinion just seeing how how he translates up and same thing with the two Ohio guys like Ben Vanderplas and Mark Sears I'm pretty bullish on Mark Sears and his ability to transfer up and translate at Alabama those are just a couple of the the mid-major guys who 
I think definitely have a good shot to make an impact at the high major level. And Junior Lofton from Louisiana Tech, he's another one who I'm just really fascinated to see how that works out. Those who followed the FIBA under-19 from this past year saw what he did alongside some other really talented guys, but playing against some really high-level competition, even with his kind of his size at just 6'7", he's not necessarily an above-the-rim type player. I'm going to be interested to see, like, can he translate to a league like SEC or the Big 12 or the ACC, given some of his size and athletic limitations, but how fundamentally sound he is. Yep, and even some of the guys that wind up playing at the higher level and they wind up going down a level, like USC guard Ethan Anderson, he decided that he was going to be going down to Wyoming. I think that that's something that is going to be very intriguing to find because we've been seeing it time and time again with regards to some of these mid-majors, the ones that they're able to tear it up. You wind up having a few guys that they wind up going down a level and then they just wind up being able to explode. Someone like a Malachi Smith wound up transferring into Chattanooga. He was able to have some very big numbers last year. We all remember what we wound up seeing out of UC Santa Barbara two seasons ago with someone like a Ja'Cory McLaughlin. He wound up just taking off, wound up having some big-time production. Matt Bradley going from Cal to San Diego State. List goes on and on. And I think with regards to transfer portal, certainly does hurt some of these mid-majors when they do lose top scores. But I would actually argue that it's helped them a little bit more with these guys that are sort of cast-offs at these power fives because I've just noticed so many guys that they go down a level and boom, they just become big-time contributors. For sure. I mean, we saw that with UAB this past year with what Andy Kennedy did and how winning Conference USA and getting into the tournament this year. I know they ran into a buzzsaw of a Houston team, but still, that UAB team was top 40 on Kimpom, I think, for most of the season and based around a lot of high major guys. One that sticks out to me who I can see really exploding this upcoming year in the Valley would be Sardar Calhoun going over to Drake. He's someone who I really thought was going to find a good fit at Texas Tech, ended up going there from Florida State, ended up not working out, but I could see going down from the Big 12 to the Valley really making an impact there, especially under Arian DeVries and his coaching seems to be a pretty conducive system for for guards to have success. Yep, I do agree with you there. I do think that the Missouri Valley Conference is going to be very intriguing in general, as we do have Riley Davis joining me on the podcast because while Chicago was able to return to form, they were able to make the NCAA tournament. But there's a lot of schools that just felt like were on the cusp. They couldn't quite bust through. Missouri State, if they wind up getting back any of their main two in Isaiah Mosley along Gage Prim, that's going to be intriguing. You mentioned Drake, a little bit of an underachieving year this year, but still relatively solid program. Indiana State is bringing in like every due to all American humanly possible. <laughs> They're trying to be able to build that thing up with Josh Hertz, who was at Lincoln Memorial for so long. So I do take a look at some of these mid-majors and what they're doing. And I think that it's just interesting to take a look at the Missouri Valley Conference in general, because it's known as a slower league. And Mm -hmm. I feel like they're trying to just get in a little bit more high octane offense right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think, to be honest, the the Missouri Valley isn't a league that I super track with or anything. I kind of agree with you on that. I know there's some really quality teams, some good coaches in that league. I guess Loyola Chicago, they're moving to the A-10 this year. That's always kind of been why I haven't tuned in as much. It's just that it does seem to be a more slow-paced league, but... Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening with that league and as they as teams do look to bring in some of these talented guys. Yeah, but I think that you bring up something big as well with conference realignment because we know that it's coming with the SEC and the Big 12, and then that winds up having a ripple effect as well. You've got some of these conferences in which you're bringing in these two schools, like Lindenwood is going to be going up to the D1 level, and it's just a case in which 
college basketball 24 months from now is going to be looking so much different than it did before. There are some moves that they're going to be happening this year, other moves that they're going to be happening next year as well. Like we wind up seeing some of these schools wind up getting barred from their postseason tournament because some of these conferences like the Colonial were very salty about a team like James Madison leaving. So I do think that it's going to be very intriguing to see how a lot of these conference matchups go for this season because there's going to be much less familiarity. Right, yeah, that's, I mean, hmm. I really hope other leagues don't model their postseason approach on what, like, what the Colonial did with the Barry James Madison. Almost did that to you, I right, right, uh huh. Yeah, that's going to be crazy to see how that ends up shaking out. Just with the way, like, probably only seeing the tip of the iceberg with a lot of this realignment stuff too. It's just going to keep happening as money and finances, resources, that all changes things. I agree with you there, as we do have Riley Davis joining me right here on the podcast. And Riley, the offseason has just gotten started. We're about a week or so in, but is there anything in particular that you're going to be looking at this offseason? Because I think that you, much like me, can figure that darn near all of these transfers, they're going to be eligible. Obviously, the transfer portal going to be hot and heavy. Is there anything that's really standing out to you? Because we have seen it all already, and we're just a weekend because a lot of this wound up starting up a little bit before the season wound up wrapping up, especially with some of the coaching moves. Yeah, for sure. I think with this offseason, it does seem like there has been some talk of the the portal being a lot weaker this year compared to last year. That it, I know some of our friends like Jeff Borzello and Evan Miyakawa who do transfer rankings. Uh, I know Evan has his set up with a system that determines a transfer's ranking based on some of like the advanced metrics and everything. And he said that there's just compared to, to last year at this time, there's a lot less quality players. So it'll be interesting to see like, is that something that lends itself to maybe less teams that improve through the portal this year? It seems like a, we had a lot more parity this year with both at the high major and low major level with with the way that the transfer portal impacted the game. I'm curious to see if there's any coaches that maybe scale back some on building so much through transfers. I think about like Texas in particular, where previously Chris Beard had found a lot of success through the portal and he had was able to find guys who fit his system when he was at Texas Tech, guys who had a chip on their shoulder who were overlooked and sort of still try to build through the portal at Texas this past year. Um, but did it more so with higher profile guys who had put up big numbers, but maybe didn't win much at their previous stop. And it seemed like a, it was a bit of a rude awakening to see those pieces never really came together for him. So just one storyline with the portal that I think is really interesting to where I guess I've even been surprised at the lack of big names so far, considering so many teams seasons have already ended. Like you think about last year, maybe part of that was because the portal stayed open for so long, but it seemed like every week there was a huge name that hit the portal. I mean, even think about when Kofi Coburn like hit the portal and I know he ultimately returned to Illinois, but that felt like a huge deal. And I'm not really sure we've had something like that this offseason. I think the big thing with that, though, is that when you want to see Kofi Coburn and company enter in the transfer portal, that's after they decide to return to school after the NBA draft. So I really think that if you're looking for some of these top flight transfers, actually holding out a little bit, holding back a scholarship or two might be important for some of these schools. If you do want to be landing someone that has their name in for the draft, maybe they're deciding whether they want to be a second round pick or come back to school. And a lot of these guys last year, they want to come back to school. So schools that wound up having something open for them, they really benefit. 
For sure. Yeah, I agree with you completely on that. I know it ended up not working out with Carolina and Dawson Garcia. I'm actually pretty sure he's not going to be returning to UNC. I think he either ends up going pro or gets a hardship waiver to play back home at Minnesota. That would be my prediction with just some things I've heard. But he committed to Garcia committed to Carolina mid-July, I think, this past year. And it really benefited UNC and Hubert Davis for holding one of those scholarships open. And yeah, so I am curious to see just how that unfolds as the offseason continues. But I guess another storyline that I monitor is even trying to predict who is like next year's Alondis Williams or who's next year's like Walker Kessler. With Kessler, I think it was a little more apparent just because he was a five-star kid coming out of high school that going into a sophomore year really made a leap with a lot with an Alonis Williams type. Is there I wonder if there's anybody in the portal who is a high major player, more of a bench player who gets into a feature role and just puts up crazy numbers. I do feel like Alex Fudge is someone from LSU who sticks out to me as one of those guys who could have maybe like a Walker Kessler type leap as a sophomore would be a bit much of expectations, but he's someone who I think, I'm not sure if he'll be a sophomore technically this past year or if he's a retro sophomore. I can't remember exactly what year he is. going to be a true sophomore. Yeah, he's just someone who I think with his like athletic giftings and defensive instincts that you put him in a future role, I would not be surprised at all to see his, his stock take off at whatever school he ends up at. I would not be surprised either. The other person that is seeing his stock rise, that'd be you, Riley. You do an absolutely terrific job over there at Heatcheck CBB. I know that you're out there in the great state of North Carolina holding it down. I know that you guys over there at Heatcheck CBB also going to be do, doing a great job taking a look at the transfer portal getting us all set for the 2022-23 season. So love the good people at home. Now they're able to follow you on social media and just everything that you've got going on. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter, Riley underscore Davis 3. Right now, nothing immediate coming down the pipe, but we'll definitely have some good off-season content this year. Definitely will be providing my deep dives, my preseason rankings as we get closer to the season. So that's the big thing I work on all off-season. If you're Still wanting to read more from this past season. I did post a piece on Leaky Black's defense for Carolina. I know I said that was huge in their turning point of emphasis as they turn their season around this year. So you can find that on heatcheckcbb.com. Yep. Leaky Black also did a good job of being able to throw up the ball as well. And Riley, he doled out some great information on the podcast. Guy does a great job over there at heatcheckcbb. And really, all the gentlemen over there at heatcheckcbb. They always deliver on this podcast. Today was Riley who did. So big thanks to him for joining me right here on Coast to Coast. He's now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast that we take a look at all the news and notes that we saw in college basketball on Saturday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge 
indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And we're back here in Love you, Las Vegas for Gus Gus with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now a part of the Eastman Family Podcast. Always a pleasure to get Riley Davis of Heat Check CBB on here. All the gentlemen 
over there at eCheckCBB. They all do absolutely amazing work. It's a pleasure to get any one of them on the podcast. Today was Riley. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you a little bit of a round of as to everything that we wound up seeing in college basketball on Saturday. The D2 to D1 connection is continuing to stay strong with Indiana State. The Sycamores pick up another transfer from the non-D1 level in Trent Gibson. He wound up missing this last season, but two seasons ago, 2020-2021 season at two's column. How about 18.8 points? He was a, about a 34% three-point shooter, but was able to give the team eight boards, nearly five assists per game. Did turn the ball over a little bit much, but six foot four combo player coming from the state of Tennessee should be able to make a very big impact for this team. So going to be fascinating to take a look there. And we wound up seeing probably the most notable transfer go from the D1 level to the non-D1 level to this point in Drew Lutz. He was a 10.5 point per game scorer last year. And Incarnate Word, a starter that wound up giving out 3.5 assists per game. Now, Incarnate Word was pretty stinky, but he wound up doing a relatively solid job for the team. But he has decided that he is going to be going out to the non-D1 level to Bethel University. That is a D3 school. And very easy with your RCA handicap. All you need to do is out. All right. Mr. Drew Lutz is 10.5 points per game. is out of the fold. You don't need to worry about it anymore because he's at the non-D1 level. So just cross it off and move on. Mario McKinney Jr. has decided that he's going to go away from New Mexico State. Guy that wanted playing a little bit of a role for this team right around four points, two boards per contest. Bit more of a defensive stopper for this team. Played a big role in that title game against Abilene Christian where the team won 66 of 52 to be able to make the NCAA tournament. So that's going to be a little bit lost to a New Mexico State team that they do rely quite a bit on depth. So interesting to see how they wind up being able to bounce back from that. You've got Hugo Clarkin, who is a seven-footer, that has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Began his career at San Jose State, was at Sacramento State. This last year, wound up averaging about 10 minutes per game at both schools, just could never really find his footing at either. A big body who just has not been able to necessarily do the world's greatest job with regards to either of his stops. So he is now in the transfer portal, and we wound up seeing a pair of USC gentlemen decide that they are going to be going to Wyoming. That would be Max Acapolo. Hopefully I'm saying that one correctly. A guy that started 18 games this last season. 7.5 points, 3.5 boards. Didn't necessarily shoot a great from 3-point range, but a former top 75 recruit according to ESPN and it'll be followed up with Ethan Anderson, a guy that this last year wound up being a little bit more of a facilitator. 4.5 points, 2.5 boards, 2.5 assists per game. Not a guy that's necessarily put up big numbers with regards to scoring, but someone that is relatively efficient with not being able to turn the ball over. Them being a package deal going over to Wyoming. That is very big for them. Neftali Alvarez, he has decided that he is going to be going to Southern Miss, and Southern Miss all of a sudden has a little bit of something cooking as he winds up coming in after last season. It wasn't necessarily a rambunctious year or anything like that for him because he was a little bit banged up along the way, but still had 12.5 points, 3.5 assists per contest. Tried to come back in the month of February, was just dealing with some ailments, so that does wind up hurting this team a little bit because you got to think that he's going to need to rehabilitate during the offseason, but still, this is going to be a very big addition as he's going to be joining another gentleman that winds up coming from more of the southern part of the country to a Southern Miss team that they need all the help that they can get at Austin Crowley, a guy that this last season was able to give the team right around five points, two and a half assists per game. These guys should be able to form a good combo out there in the state of Mississippi, so I think that that was actually very good, and all of a sudden, Arrow is trending upward for them. Arrow is trending upward for Florida International as well. Nick Gurarama 
has decided that he is going to be transferring from New Hampshire to Florida International. Very good combo player for this team. A guy that while he was at New Hampshire for four seasons, wound up for his career averaging right around 11.5 points per contest this last year. 12.5 points, five boards, two and a half assists. Shot only about 30% for three, by far the lowest of his career. Six foot five, 225 pound big man that does a good job of being able to space the floor. So that is going to be absolutely a big deal with regards to what Florida National is going to be looking to do moving forward. This is a big deal for what we are going to be looking to get out of Texas Tech to Marion Williams, who wound up averaging 14.5 points, 4.5 boards per game this last season out there in the Big South. He has decided that he is going to be heading to Texas Tech. Texas Tech knows a little bit of something about being able to hit in the transfer portal. Guy that shot 39.5% from three, and Gardner-Webb, one of the best defensive teams at the mid-major level in all of college basketball last season, so they get a nice pick up there. Tyler Bertram has decided that he is going to be entering in the transfer portal, begin his career at Charlotte. This last year at Binghamton, 18 starts, 9 points per contest, shot 39% from three-par range. Not a guy that's going to give you a bunch of rebounds, not a guy that's necessarily going to space the floor too much, but certainly going to be a good get for anyone that's looking for a little bit of scoring. Ali Ali, six foot eight combo player this last year at Akron was able to light it up. 14 points, shot 41% from three-part range. Not necessarily too much of a rebounder, but he's going to be adding to a Butler school that they are in need of spacing the floor a little bit more. They are in need of guys that are able to bury a few threes, so that is going to be very beneficial to them. I do think that Butler was bringing in Thad Mata in the offseason. The arrow is trending upward on them, and this is really the first big-time transfer that they wanted getting this offseason. I have a feeling that they are not going to be done I have a feeling that Sacred Art is going to be able to get some things going as well as they wound up adding a pair of transfers over the last 24 hours. Raheem Solomon, who is playing at Niagara, and then you've also got Brandon McGuire with Equinipiac. We'll go with McGuire first, six foot seven combo player, right around four and a half points, three and a half boards, two and a half assists per game. Master of many things during the 2020-21 season actually did wind up shooting from three fire range right around 45%. Had six and a half points per game this last season in 2020-21 that had a little bit of fall off in 21-22, but Certainly a guy that should be able to give a little bit of floor spacing, should be able to be an immediate impact guy. And then with Solomon, you want to missing this last season because he was working on being able to get his actual degree. During the 2019-20 season, though, was a starter for Niagara, 9.5 points, 3.5 boards, solid three-point shooter for his career at Niagara, 35.8% from three, 80% free throw shooter. Guy that's not necessarily going to give you a ton of rebounds, but he's able to chip in there right around a steal per game as well. He is going to be able to make a nice impact at Sacred Art, in my opinion. I think that this gentleman is going to be able to make a little bit of an impact as well, wherever he winds going. That would be Justin Aarons. He has decided that he is going to be entering into the transfer portal. Not a guy that scored a ton this last year at Ohio State, but right around five points per contest. Career 39.5% three-point shooter at Ohio State. Going to need to do a little bit more with regards to being able to stuff the stat sheet, give you a few more rebounds, chip in there a few more assists, but certainly a guy that is able to shoot, guy that is able to lend some size as well. So going to be intriguing to see who winds up wanting him out there out in the transfer portal. Doug Edert. We all remember that name. He has decided that he is going to be staying in the Midwest portion of the country as he is going to be going from the Peacocks of St. Peter's to Bryant, another team that made the NCAA tournament with Edert. He was very much a sixth man and a little bit of a designated shooter for this team. 88.7% at the charity strike, 41.1% from three-point range, 9.5 points per game. Didn't offer a lot with regards to assists. Didn't necessarily do a lot with regards to rebounding, but a guy that is able to stroke it. Bryant, they play at one of the quickest paces in all of college basketball. Eater was a part of a team that was terrific on defense, so I think that this is going to be working out very well for all sides of the coin. I think that this one is going to work out very well as well. It's Jackie Johnson the third. He has decided that he is going to be transferring from Duquesne. He's going to be adding to UNLV. UNLV is going to be picking up a gentleman that last year shot 37.5% from three-point range as a true freshman. 9.5 points per game. 
Didn't necessarily do a lot with regards to doling out the ball. And at right around 6'1", 6'2", he's probably going to need to become a little bit of a better facilitator, but should be able to offer a little bit of a boost to that UNLV backcourt. We wound up seeing a few guys enter their name into the NBA draft as well. Isaiah Mobley is one of them. Got to figure that he's as good as gone. 14.5 points, 8.5 boards. Guy that from three-point range shot 35.5% from three as a 6'10 combo player. You figure that he'd be as good as gone from USC. He's following his brother into the NBA. I think that with what Evan has been able to do in the NBA this season, probably bolstered his stock a little bit as well. Trace Jackson Davis also decided that he was going to enter into the NBA draft. He is maintaining his eligibility. I would have probably left like two years ago if I was him, but he wound up having 18.5 points, 8 boards, chipped in there right around 2.5 blocks per game. Didn't really space out his game to be able to accommodate 3-point shooting. He's very much a traditional 6'9", 245-pound post player. I do think that he's got a good overall game, but with that said, certainly is a little bit one-dimensional in what he is able to do, so he has decided that he is going to be entering into the NBA draft. We wound up seeing Ben Richard. He was playing this last season at Belmont. Average a little bit over 12 points per game. He has decided that he is going to be heading to Florida, and Florida getting a nice get here. 6'5 combo player that from 3 power range shot right around 33% from 3, 80% the free line. Solid defender as well. He's able to give you right around 1.2 seals per contest. Belmont always one of the more well-rounded teams in all of college basketball. Florida going to be looking a little bit more to analytics with Todd Golan. I think that they're going to be looking for a little bit more explosive offense. That is a good step in the right direction. Quentin DeBoge, he was playing at Tennessee this last season, didn't mind him seeing a lot of playing time. 1.7 points per contest. He has decided that he is going to be going to East Carolina. East Carolina getting a gentleman that many people thought was going to be a very good combo player, a guy that's going to be taking quite a few threes, right around six foot five, six foot six ish guy that's able to space out the floor. Was not an ESPN top 100 guy, but a relatively highly touted recruit going to Tennessee. So he has decided that he is going to be heading over to East Carolina. And then we saw one other draft declaration as well. That'd be Kendrick Davis. It sounds like he is going to be maintaining his eligibility, but if I were him, I think that there would be a little bit of value on this kid from SMU. Did an absolutely terrific job this last season for the Pony Express point guard that was a three-time All-American Athletic Conference performer. 19.5 points, 4.5 assists to right around 2.7 turnovers per contest. Shot 37.5% for three, 87% at the free throw line, stealing half per contest. Good defender, only five foot eleven. That's a little bit of a knock on him. He's a little bit of a smaller guard, but guy that is very shifty. And no matter how long he winds up staying in school, he's not going to be getting any taller, unfortunately. But I do think that there is a upside with him, and there's always upside to getting prepared for the upcoming college basketball season. That's what we're looking to do for you here at Coast to Coast Hoops. Transfer portal is hot and heavy. We're going to be seeing a lot of decisions with these guys over the next few weeks. We're going to be able to get a little bit of a better look at what these teams are going to be coming into the season with as well. And I'll be with you guys every step of the way and if you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast Coast to Coast Hoops you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts Apple Podcasts Google Play Spotify Stitcher and tune in if you've got a question comment segment idea whatever you for this podcast you have one of two ways we will fire those in first one is my Twitter timeline at gunit underscore 81 keep in mind letters M they mean does not matter so as per usual please send these into the timeline and the other way is find an Apple Podcast review if you rate this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated from there you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via the five star review big thanks once again to Riley Davis of HeChecksEBB for joining me on the podcast today and I'll be coming at you guys every single day throughout the season and in the off season as well which means I'll be coming at you guys once again tomorrow thank you so much for tuning in